Friends, will you please pray with me? Holy One, who delights in us, give us a heart that is filled with praise, a heart that knows that you can set this world right, a heart that is full of gratitude and hunger for you, a heart that has experienced mercy and forgiveness, and one that is pure. In your most holy name, amen. Amen. Friends, I was tempted to preach on the first lesson today, but I prayed to the Lord and he let that temptation go. <laughs> My name is Santiago Rodriguez and I'm a midler at Seminary of the Southwest and I am very grateful for the opportunity to be with you this morning. Today we are Today we're looking at lesson in the gospel. Last week we saw Jesus coming into the house of Martha and Mary and Lazarus and spending time with them. And after he spent time with them, he started to travel north to preach the good news and to heal those in need on his way to Galilee. That is where the story picks up this morning. And as he made his way, Jesus found a place to pray. And he found this quiet place and Jesus prayed. And when he was finished, the disciples came to him and they said, Lord, John the Baptist taught his disciples how to pray. Would you teach us how to pray? And in that moment, Jesus gave the disciples one of the most well-known, one of the most beautiful prayers we've ever received, the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. Now, I am certain every single one of us here has a story about learning how to pray be our father. Maybe learning it from our grandparents and our parents or from a friend. Times of need when we needed to be in touch with our God, with our creator, and we had no other words than to say, our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And so Jesus told them at that very moment, when you pray, say these words, our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those indebted to us. And lead us not into the time of trial. Friends, more than a formula, Jesus gave the disciples a way of being, a way of drawing near to God who created us, a way to be in intimacy with the one who delights in each one of us. And so Jesus told them, pray to our Father. To whom do we pray? We pray to the one who created us, the one who loves us so deeply. And we have that image of Abba, Father, one who is close to us. Now many of us may struggle praying to a father because sometimes our own relationship with our father might be complicated. And so Jesus is simply inviting us to pray to one who is closer to us than our own breathing, someone who loves us deeply, someone who delights in our closeness, in our intimacy with him. Hallowed be your name. Jesus is saying, have a heart. Pray for a heart that is filled with praise. A heart that knows that God's name is holy and that his name can transform your life. Your kingdom come. 
Pray to know deep in your heart and in your mind that God can set all things right. And it's not simply right according to our own ways, but a way in which God can set the whole world right, inviting us into reconciliation. Reconciliation with God, reconciliation with one another, reconciliation with creation. Give us this day our daily bread. He's inviting us to live into a way of hunger for God, to be so deeply aware that our heart is hungry, that we are aware of the needs of others, a heart that is filled with gratitude. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who are indebted to us. We're praying for a heart that knows forgiveness and mercy. We pray for an experience in which we can know the freedom of being forgiven by others and in being set free by that forgiveness that we may in time be forgiving of others, that we may let go of resentment, a heart that is free to love and to serve. Lead us not into the time of trial. Jesus is telling us, ask to have pure hearts, hearts that trust in God, hearts that find refuge in God. And then he tells them, if you want to understand this word, if you want to understand this prayer, I'll give you a parable. And this parable will tell you everything you need to know about prayer, everything you need to know about God. And Jesus told them, there was a man who had a guest, he arrived late, late at night, and he had to go ask his neighbor for bread. Now this story tells us everything we need to know about hospitality and about prayer and God. Friends, in biblical times, people would travel late in the afternoon or the evening to avoid the heat of the midday. And that meant that often, sojourners, guests, would arrive late at night. Now, bread was baked once a day, enough for the day, and many times when a guest arrived, there would be no bread for them. But a householder, he would have to fulfill the sacred duty of hospitality. So he knew that once a sojourner arrived, he had to get bread somewhere. Back then, there was no Trader Joe's, no Central Market, no ATV purchase purchase. So, he went out and he knocked on the door of his neighbor. Now that was a big no-no. During the day, doors were kept open. But at night, once the doors were closed, you would not knock on anyone's door unless you really, really had to. And this man really had to knock on that door. He had a responsibility for his guest. So, he went and he knocked, and he knocked, and he knocked. Villages back then had small houses, and each house was divided into two parts. On one end, there was a charcoal stove, and the family, usually a very dark family, would sleep around that stove. They would be very close to one another to warm up each other. For the days were hot, the nights were cold, and they would sleep on sleeping mats, usually 
They will also bring the livestock inside the house. That meant that donkeys and sheep and goats and chickens and cats and dogs would be brought into the house. So to get up in the middle of the night, it meant disturbing your kids, your wife, your chickens, your sheep, your goats, and it got really loud. There was a lot of noise. So for a man to come and knock on someone else's door in the middle of the night, it meant to disturb not only that house, but perhaps the entire village. But the man had a need. The man was persistent. The best way to translate the word persistent is he was shamelessly persistent. That's translation for that Greek word. He was so shamelessly persistent that he stopped at nothing to fulfill his sacred duty to be hospitable. Now, when I think about being shamelessly persistent, I think of my dog, our dog, Blue. Blue is a beautiful four-year-old Australian cattle dog, and we love this dog. He loves to run. He loves to play hide and seek. He loves his family, and the family loves him. We love his companionship, and he really loves us, perhaps as much as he loves to eat. <laughs> now, Blue, Blue is shamelessly persistent late in the afternoon around dinner time when he thinks we have forgotten that it's time to feed him. Now, he's not allowed in the rooms, so around dinner time, if his tummy, if his belly's telling him, hey, it's dinner time, he'll stare at us from just outside the room. <laughs> if we're watching television, if we're reading, doing something inside the room, he'll stare, and then he'll sit, and then he'll stand, and then he'll lay down. He's uh, an Episcopalian at heart. And then he'll sit again, sit and stand and lay down. And if we pay no attention, he'll whine the sweetest, cutest whine you'll ever hear until we pay attention and we hear. Friends, Blue and the man in the parable tell us something about being shamelessly persistent. Shamelessly persistent in prayer, shamelessly persistent in our sacred duty to be hospitable to our guests, to the sojourners, and to God. For you see, it was no other than God himself, God herself, who was the guest that evening in that man's house. To welcome any guest, it is as if God himself made himself present in that house. God, who desires to draw close to us in intimacy and call us to be aware not just of his desire for us, but of others' needs for us to fulfill. Friends, dear our Father, in the parable of today, our prayers are inviting us to draw close to God and to draw close to one another, to learn what it means to hunger for God. Everybody has a hungry heart, the philosopher, the singer once said. We are all deeply hungry for that God. And to welcome that God means to be in touch with our own needs and the needs of others. It is hard at times to fulfill that responsibility. Yet Jesus invites us to be shamelessly persistent as we draw close to him in prayer as we welcome and accept our responsibility to be hospitable to those in need, the broken, the dirty, the refugee, the sinner. 
those who think differently from us. God is inviting us to welcome them with open arms and open hearts. And late at night, to knock on other people's door to say, my neighbor and that is a daughter who's hungry and needs bread and needs a meal of you. Here she is in need of you. That is our invitation for today. Our Father in heaven, the one who delights in us, Help us to have a heart that is filled with praise and wonder, with gratitude, with a desire for justice and mercy. Hallowed be thy name. May we know that your name is holy. Your kingdom come. May we know that your kingdom can set all things right. May we be agents of transformation and resurrection in this world. May we work for reconciliation and care. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us a heart that is hungry, that is thirsty for you. Help us to live in the present moment. Help us to be grateful. Forgive us our sins, our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Help us to know deep in our hearts that we are forgiven and loved. And being set free by thy love, may we know how to be there for one another. And lead us not into the time of trial. Help us to have pure hearts, to have trusting hearts, to have contrite and forgiven hearts that find refuge in you. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. Amen. Amen.